somebody becoming like God, you already are like him. You're already created in his image and likeness. This other stuff that we're walking around with, the titles, the names, the education, the clothing, the size, that's all temporary. We will lay it down and we will manifest his full image. And Jesus said to Peter, who do you say I am? Now, my brothers and sisters, this revelation that I'm bringing to you now cannot be perceived with intellectual knowledge. It can only be received of revelation from the Father to you personally. And Peter says to Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus responds and says, on this rock, I will build my church. What does the devil do with truth? Always twist it. Always twist it. So Roman Catholicism says, well, Peter was the rock. That's, got, that's the furthest thing from the truth out. The truth of the rock is having revelation of who Christ is and who you are in Christ. If you can understand who you are in Christ, my brothers and sisters, nothing, nothing can stop you from moving forward. There is no creature on planet Earth, in, in the universe, no angel has been created. Nothing has been created in the image of God but you. That is why your tongue is the most formidable weapon on planet Earth. If you can't control your tongue, you will screw up your destiny. If you can't watch your mouth, you will get hung by the tongue. Your destiny lies within your very mouth. But what comes out your mouth comes from strongholds in your heart. And if you don't fix those strongholds in your heart, which are lies and deception, what other people have put upon you and what you've come to believe, if you don't have your heart renewed in Christ Jesus, it'll come out your mouth and you will fall short of your destiny. You will bring an abortion to your, to your destiny and your calling. God has an awesome plan for your life that you know who you are in Christ Jesus. Sorry, I've got a truckload of notes just in case I fall apart and... I've been preaching a hundred years, and I know, not a hundred years, that's not true. I've been preaching for, since ever, and since ever I can remember, and I've preached in enough churches to know, just carry a few notes with you. I just want to give you some statements of who you are in Christ. Because you, because you are wrapped up in Christ, every one of these statements I'm going to give you, which is Scripture, is truth. You are loved, 1 John 3, 3. You are accepted in Ephesians 1, 6. You are a child of God in John 1, 12. You, I am Jesus' friend. That's who you are. You're his friend in John 15. You join tears with Jesus, sharing his inheritance in Romans 8. You are united with God and one in spirit, 1 Corinthians 16. You are the temple of God. That is a message all on its own. Oh my goodness, that's a message all on its own. 
and I don't have enough time. You know what God did for Mary, the mother of Jesus? He didn't do it once off. He wants to do it with you. God wants you to become pregnant with his Holy Spirit. And God wants you to be like a Mary for the nations of the world. You are called to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are called to be the Ark of the Covenant with legs. You are called to be the Theotokai, the God-bearer of good news. You are called to be one who will walk into a dry place and bring living water and hope. You carry the anointing, the fire of God, the presence of God. You are in, created in His image and likeness. It's about time we start declaring His Word over us and His Word through us. I know that you're born again. And what happens when you're born again? The minute you become born again, you get filled with the Holy Spirit. Good old Pentecostas, good old Pentecostalism has some imbalance in it. Get born again, wait a little bit, get baptized, wait a little bit, get filled with the Holy Spirit. Trash, not true. Where is Jesus Christ right now? He's not in your heart, and he's not sitting on your shoulder. Jesus Christ right now is kneeling at the right hand of the Father, making intercession that you will be an overcomer. Who is in your heart? The minute you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you get filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But there's multiple baptisms. There's actually seven baptisms in the Bible. Four of them in the Old, five of them in the Old Testament. Well, four in the Old Testament, three in the New, but the one in the New is also in the Old. It's the baptism of persecution. But the baptism being filled with the Holy Spirit is on your salvation. There's another baptism, and that's to be baptized with fire. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is to change you into the image and likeness of God. But the baptism of fire on you is to change everything around you. And if you know who you are, and you stay in the kavod, in the glory of the Lord, in the weighty presence of God, knowing that you are a carrier of His Word, pregnant with the Holy Spirit, ready to give birth at any given moment, the things of God around you, you will see that God's anointing will rest upon you in a new way. You are the daughter of God. You are expected by the Lord to walk in his image and do what he does. And what did he do? He said, let it be. And when he opened his mouth, it happened. Romans 4.17, call the things that are not as though they are. Don't look at the thing that is dead in front of you and saying, I've got no hope, I'm giving up. My money will never come right. My marriage will never come right. I'm walking, oh, I shouldn't even have been born. Stop speaking words of death over you. Start speaking the word of life into you and through you. I've been born for a time such as this. I carry the weighty presence of God. I am blessed in my coming. I am blessed in my going. My relationship is blessed. The works of my hands are prosperous and blessed. Start speaking the word of God over you and you will see the manifestation of this become your reality. You are the temple of God. I am a member of Christ's body. You are not alone. You are not alone in this. 
We are family. I am a saint. Listen, I've heard the lie of the devil come through the mouth of Christians. I am a sinner saved by grace. That is a lie from the pits of hell. I am not a sinner saved by grace. I was a sinner. I am saved by grace. I am now a saint of God. That's who you are. I am complete in Christ. I am free from condemnation. I know what it's like to walk around in condemnation. I graduated from school early. Highly intelligent. I went and offered my headmaster marijuana. And he told me, boy, you can graduate early. So I went home and I never finished high school. But I want to tell you, that condemnation carried me for a few years until the Lord said to me, it's about time you study. And I've got my degree in theology today and I've written a few books and I've done my stuff. I know who I am in Christ. I'm not going to let my past dictate to me and condemn me for my future. According to 2 Kings chapter 4, the prophet said to the widow who had that little bit of oil, close the door behind you. Why? Because the voices of your past will stop you going forward. I know who I am, and I'm complete in Christ Jesus. I am free from condemnation. I am a new creature. I'm a new creation. I am chosen of God. I am established. I am anointed. I do not have a spirit of fear. I refuse to allow fear to come upon me. I am God's co-worker. I'm his co-laborer. Simply, I, I, don't even, I don't even really want to carry on. Simply believe what God says about you. Simply believe what God says about you. God has anointed you to rise up and bring change in your community. And change in your community will come when you believe who you are in Christ Jesus. Don't wait for the pastor to do it or the bishop to do it or, or the sister or the brother. God has anointed you for works of service. He appointed you. He called you out. He set you for a time such as this. There is no other person to fulfill your destiny. How can two walk together? Amos 3.3. 3, unless they agree. I want to tell you something. God agrees with you more than you agree with him. God knows who you are. God chose you before the foundations of the earth. He has plans for you. He has a destiny for you. He has a hope for you. What you need to do is agree with him. And when you agree with him who he says you are, you will walk in success. Believe in the Lord your God and you will prosper. Trust in his prophets and you will succeed. That is absolutely accurate. Absolutely accurate. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Renew your mind in Christ Jesus. Renew your mind. You say, okay, how do I renew your mi my mind? Guys, I know this for me, Mark Fisser. I know how I do it personally. I sit and I bask and I wait in his presence. And I switch off the distractions around me and I wait in his presence. Another way to do it is feed on his word. Feed on his word. I'm not feeding on what my denomination taught me. 
I was the most wonderfully religious man out. I obeyed the scripture to the, to the crossing of the T's and the dotting of the I's. You can ask my wife. When I dated her and courted her, come on, which young girl will date a man when you take her for a hamburger or what you call sandwiches or whatever, says, hey, before you eat, cover your head. Take the serviette, the tissue, put it on your head because we need to pray over our food. In a restaurant, I did that to her. And she still married me. And if I looked at you and you weren't wearing a tie in church, I would pray for you because you might not go to heaven. Help me, Lord Jesus. That's not who you are. Don't let your religion bind you up. You've been called to be free in Christ Jesus. And I want to tell you what freedom does. Freedom gives you this absolute release to be fully obedient to the law because you choose to. You want to. And when you choose to say, Lord, use me as you please. Spend me as you, as you please. Expose of me as you please. I'm all for you. I'm all yours. I'm telling you something. You will live in the identity of who God has called you to be. You will walk in a path of success. God will release and download to you in ways bigger than you could ever have dreamed or imagined. I know where I came from. I came from a Christian family. And God blessed, God blessed my heritage, my family. My, my parents are still serving the Lord today. Old, suffering from a bit of dementia here and there, but still loving Jesus and serving God. But I want to tell you, I did mess up. And Jesus saved the mess. And he turned it around. I had major inferiority complex. I believed the lie of the devil until I believed the word of God. And when I put my hope in the Lord, his word came alive to me. And I saw that all things are possible through those who are in Christ Jesus. And I, I can tell you of my stories. I've done this, I've done that. I've had my hands on the throne of the Queen of England. I've prophesied to presidents, to prime ministers, to me, from me. Lord God, come on. You've got, to, you've got to find a person that's been to Harvard or Oxford and got some degrees. I mean, nobody, nobody will ever copy my book because my book is so copyright, every page has a spelling mistake. So I'm not intimidated by copyrights and things like that. It's like out there. And, and it's okay because I'm not intimidated by my weakness because I surrender it to him and he makes it his strength. And I can walk in it not being intimidated by other people around me. God wants to raise you up just as you are. Don't look at your friends around you and say, God, I can't because they're up there. Don't do that. That's, you are who you are, and he loves you the way you are. Don't look at your heritage, your past, your name, the failure of your family gone years back. Look at your destiny. Where are your eyes? In front of you, not behind you. Let me tell you, you living, you living in history. You've got to catch up to destiny. You say, how can you say that? Explain to me what you mean. 
When I say hi, by the time it's received in your ears, the word hi is already history. Because there's a time delay in speech, in sound. There's a time delay in everything you see. So whatever happens now, when you perceive it, it's already happened. Even though it be a split second in the natural, even more so in the spiritual. That's why we are called to live in the promise of the future. My brothers and sisters, you look better in your future than you look right now. If you believe the word of God concerning you, you will, standing here, live in your destiny. You are seated with him in heavenly places. All things are possible to those who believe. You say, my body is failing. My muscles are tired. Yes, Caleb, look up to the mountains. There are giants there, but they're yours. If you believe, you can have that mountain. If you believe, you can travail and get through that valley. Don't say, oh, Lord God, I feel like I'm in a grave. I'm getting buried. Let me tell you something. As long as you're standing and the ground is under your feet, it's under your feet. Stop speaking the lies of the enemy. Start speaking the word of God. I don't know who it is in this meeting. I'm going to stop and just tell you what happened to me last night, yesterday, Friday night. We've got a, we've got a school of the prophets group. And a young guy in our group married, married a Pakistani Muslim woman because he needed a relationship. He did that many years ago, and there were consequences. And they had a child who was about a 12-year-old child, and she was threatening to leave him. And he came on our group rather heavy, telling us he can't continue. And I sat with him, and so did some of the others in our team, sat with him regularly, spent hours talking and praying with him. Even on Wednesday in our prayer meeting, he said, we want to be, I'm, I want help, I need help, help me. But obviously things just got too much for him, and he sent me a message at 6 p.m. South Africa time, which, which is a seven-hour, eight-hour difference here. And he said, Mark, it's just too much. An hour later, I think it was an hour later, he committed suicide because he believed the lie of the devil. I don't know how down you are and how bad it is for you, but that's not the plan of God for you. The plan of God is not to bring you to a point and leave you at the point of hopelessness. The plan of God for you is that you have your mind renewed in Christ Jesus. You have the strongholds of your heart removed and hope get established in your heart. And when you believe in the word of the Lord your God, you will find it will start coming out your mouth and you will see that the situation around you will be changed. Unfortunately for this guy, Craig, he gave up. We can only pray that in the process of his giving up, he cried out to God again. That's what I do. But I want to say a sense in my spirit, multiple things here. One, somebody is suffering from colon. Maybe it's your family member, but you've got major gut problems. Gut. Okay? 
And it could be colon cancer. It could be a twisted colon. But has a family member got colon cancer or is it a twisted colon? I don't know. Please don't go to come to me afterwards and say, oh, it was me. I should have and catch me in the parking lot because I will drive off. <laughs> this is an opportunity right now. If you've got colon issues or problems, I know, I know God wants to heal people. Nobody? I'm allowed, to be, I'm allowed to be wrong. I was in South Korea in the town called Pusan. And I said to this woman, is it, is it you? Can you come down here? I said, to this, I said to this woman in South Korea, thank you. I said to this woman in South Korea, God's going to give you a son within one year. And she looked at me and she said, Anyong, which means no. I said, I'm so sorry. You know, like, I'm not going to argue. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Can you just stand here so long? Karen, can you come stand with me and pray with her? My wife's just going to pray for you so long, okay? And, and I prayed for this, and, and I said to this lady, I said, please forgive me. Please forgive me, because very possibly I'm wrong. What is wrong with you? Can I ask? Why can't you have a son? She said, I've got no, I've got no, I had a miss, what's it? Who? Hysterectomy. I've got no womb. It's all been taken out, cleaned out. And 80% of my intestines are removed. And I went, oh, Lord Jesus, maybe I made a serious mistake. Please, Lord God, forgive me. But Lord, just do what you want to do. Amen. She went and sat down. A year later, I went back to the church. She came running to the front with the baby. She said to me, God, put all my intestines back. God gave me all my intestines back and I've got a new womb and I gave birth naturally. I know my God. And even as Karen is praying for this lady right now, I'm not into one man show. I seriously, you, need, you guys, we need to get off the wow factor of the single one man show thing. Because the anointing on me is the anointing on Karen. It's the anointing on you. It's the anointing on you. And by faith, we do this. And we say in Jesus' name, colon, be healed, straightened, and come into order. There will be no side effects from this point forward in Jesus' name. Just continue praying for her, babes. Divorce is the worst thing on planet Earth. And the Bible says God hates divorce. I'm not legitimizing divorce. But God got divorced. You say, what? God got divorced. You see, God was betrothed in marriage to Israel. Israel refused to stay promised to God. And Israel divorced herself from God. So there was 400 years of silence. And then Christ was sent to earth. And you today are the bride of Christ. God does not have two wives. The reason why God hates divorce so much, and I want to speak this to set some people free, because you've walked around with this condemnation that you've committed a sin and God cannot forgive you. There is healing through Christ Jesus. You are today the bride of Christ. God does not have two wives. I don't care what theologians say. Some say, it's still there and it's still here. My sister, I want to prophesy to you before you walk off, okay?
I'll come back to that, okay, in a second. Who's up there? Is that your family up there? No. Have you got a cell phone? Husband, get to, come. Bring your mobile phone too, please. So anyway, I just want to say to the people that are married, that have been married before, God does not want you to have a broken marriage because it brings so much pain. So much pain. And I'm going to make an extremely bold statement. Where's Pastor Brooke? You will never need to do marriage counseling sessions in this church. That will, that's not going to happen. There will, be no need, there will be no need, Pastor Damien, for people to come here and say, please help me. My marriage is breaking up. We need a, some counseling. Because in this house... It'll be known in this house that there's no marriage breakups. Because when people come here, God will be doing a miracle. There will be healings that take place in this house like you've not seen before. Are you okay with me? Bless you. Are you okay with me? Cool. Is your wife? Can you take your phone out and record this for me? I'm asking them to record it so when they drive home, they can listen to this. Here we go. The Lord, I, believe the Lord, I believe the Lord says to you that, that he's going to give you more land. He's going to give you land in Ohio, but he's also going to give you land in other states. And you'll say, Lord God, right now, how is that possible? God takes the extreme opposite things and he makes them possible. And my brother, I'm saying to you, you will be traveling to multiple states managing the property that God has given to you. And God is going to bless you to use those properties for the advancement of the kingdom and a healing center for people. The hand of the Lord is on your life to be a pastor and do the work of a shepherd. And you'll say, Lord God, why would you choose me? Because you know what I've just gone and done. The Lord says, I'm not looking at your past. I'm looking at your future. I love you. I don't hate you. I'm not angry with you. I'm not against you. I'm for you. And as you say, yes, Lord, be it to me according to your will. I will do what you call me to do. The Lord says, I'm going to wrap my love around you and bring healing to you and establish the two of you to be strong in the nation. My sister, you were born in pain. You should not have been born. Death has always surrounded you. But death has taken off you right now. Death is not near you. There was a song, there, there, was a, there was a statement that was made about you that death is your friend. Death is your enemy. Death fears you. You don't fear death. And death fears you to such an extent that when you walk up to people who are suffering in their body, the fear of death runs and life comes. You don't, have, you don't have to do a big charade and a big fanciful thing and scream and shout and 
go and pray and fast, and you've just got to come into the presence of death, and death leaves. Because life and light has greater power than the spirit of death and darkness. And you walk in life and you walk in light. Now rise up and be who God's called you to be. Just hold hands there for a sec. The Lord says, I'm going to bless this marriage. The day will come that you will get your marriage license and you will marry people. And you'll say, God, you can't do this to me because I haven't always been faithful. And the Lord says he's choosing you because he knows your plan. He knows his plan for your life is of destiny and of goodness. My brother, you're anointed and you've got the hand of God on your life. Just raise up your hallelujah. Raise up your hand and start worshiping the Lord. So, Father, I pray right now. Are you okay with me praying like this? I pray right now, Lord God, that you fill him and baptize him with fire. Baptize him with your presence. I speak a miracle and I speak life. I speak breakthrough and I speak restoration in this family in Jesus' name, in their marriage. In their marriage, Lord, do an awesome, awesome thing of healing and take them, Father, to the nations across the U.S. Let them own territory in different states. Let them bring healing, Lord Jesus. And Father, I thank you that forgiveness will be their banner. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless you. Thank you. Okay. Are you okay with me? The reason I'm asking is you okay with me is because a prophetic word must always submit under local church authority. If, if you can't submit under local church authority, get out. You say, geez, Mark. Well, that's the reason I'm not a pastor, okay? A pastor will help you. I'm like, come on, submit or get out, you know? Stop being an obstruction to the work of the shepherd and the local house. Let's get in, let's submit in, let's work with. Let's establish the kingdom in Lima. Let's build the house here because God is doing a new work. Am I okay? You can always fix up what I say afterwards, please. Um, can I speak to the two of you? Worship leader, if you can stand up. The two of you as well. Were you on the platform worshiping? No, you weren't. Okay, I'll get... It was you. Can you, sta- can you come here, please? Who else was on the worship team with you? Okay, that's no stress. Come f- yeah, I need the worship team. Come, buddy. Ma'am, can you come stand next to your husband? Are we okay? Karen, can you come stand back here with me? She's going to get called up many times. She'll do that and then she'll slink back there. And it's like, we just need to lay hands on people. I'm okay. She'll come when she's ready. No stress. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Father, I thank you. I thank you for multiple teams. I thank you for multiple teams. I thank you for a protection around this worship team right now in Jesus' name. Let's pray for this guy first, the two of you. What's your names? Pat and Angie. Pat and Angie. Pat and Angie. 
Pat, I, I sense in my spirit that that images are not always true. And the image you put out there is not always accurate for who the man is on the inside. Sometimes people see this, this bison in a field. And I'm not just talking because you're a big man, but you're a strong man. But that's actually not who you are. You're just a ball of fluff wrapped up like a teddy bear. That's actually who you are. And you've got, a, you've got this extremely sensitive spirit. And if anybody really does come close to you, they will see that your eyes are like the floodgates of heaven. You, you, can, you know how to cry. And you squash a butterfly and you cry. And the Lord says, I'm going to release upon you a, a, an overwhelming sense of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that you've ever experienced before. And the Lord says, I'm going to bring breakthrough in your family in a greater dimension than you've seen before. I, I, I see Alcatraz, that prison, that old prison, getting changed into a church. And I see strongholds in the community getting changed into worship centers. And I see you are one of the forefront leaders earmarking and saying, there's a brothel. Let's start. Let's start an all-night worship center. What was used for the night for wickedness, the Lord says, I'm going to use now as an all-night worship center. And there's a witchcraft coven over there, and you're going to say, come on, guys, let's go over there. Let's do worship there, because that's going to be a house of intercession. And God is going to give you this town planner mentality, ability, to go and re-strategize how the town of Lima needs to look. And the anointing of God is on your life. And you'll say, God, you, you've hidden it from the prophet's eyes that he has not seen the crevice and the crack in my foundation. And the Lord says, he's holding that crack together. But God, can't you come and heal the crack? And the Lord says, is my holding it together not good enough? The Lord says, I've left the crack as a crack to remind you of my grace. It would be so much better if the crack were just smeared over and covered up. But the Lord says, I've left the crack open so that you walk humbly before your God because the Lord says, I am holding it. My holding of your crack is more than sufficient for you. Now, I speak this over you, mighty man of God. Go and accomplish that what the Father has called you to do. Rakura Bahara. Are you okay with me? Can I use your oil? Are you, can I anoint you with oil? I'm asking for permission because I never want to abuse and override my authority. Father, I ask you that you confirm this prophetic word now in Jesus' name. That your son has been called to be a prophet not only in the town, but in the nation, not only in the nation, but to other nations. Confirm it, Lord God, within this month through the mouth of other people. I thank you for the transition that's about to take place in his life. Now I unlock the past. I unlock it, and I command that what was negative to be broken and set free and to be leave, to leave in Jesus' name.
I thank you, Lord God, for a release of your anointing. God is accurate. God is sharp. God knows what he is doing. My brother, there's an impartation that you've just received. Can I have your hands, ma'am? I don't like putting oil on a woman's head, you know, because there's war paint and all that stuff. (laughs) We walked in. My wife and I walked in, and you and I connected eyes. And immediately we connected eyes. There was a connection lock. But at the same time, the connection lock created a connection question. And the connection question was, is this another taxi ride where it's a once-off meeting? And the Lord says, I'm establishing relationships for destiny. We will walk together. My wife, Karen, and myself will walk with your family. And there will be many miles we will walk. My sister, you carry an anointing as an intercessor in the house. Be who God's called you to be. And the Lord says, I am restoring your relationships with your siblings. In Jesus' name, amen. It's sharp, it's like, yes, God, give me more. How's it? How long have you guys been together? Um, I know, I know, that's why I didn't say how long you married. I said how long you've been together. Put your hands out. In, in the Jewish culture, I spoke about marriage and divorce because in the Jewish culture, there's two marriages. The first marriage, you know, in the Hebrew culture, there's no engagement. You don't get engaged. You don't ever become boyfriend and girlfriend. You meet, you go to the father, you ask the father, can I marry your daughter? She says, yes, that is the first marriage. The second marriage is on consummation. That's why it really broke the heart of God when Israel pulled out. Because that was his bride. And today you are the bride of Christ. The marriage feast is the consummation. So you're already betrothed. You're already there on that first marriage. We've just got to wait for the marriage feast to take place. When you put on that white dress. When that happens, everything will change. Everything will change. And I speak anointing and I speak release. I speak anointing and I speak release. I speak to your twins that will be born and then I speak to your grandson that will come and then I speak to your granddaughter that will come thereafter. I speak that there will be six in your house and then there will be a seventh who you will adopt. And the Lord says, I will fill your quiver with super sharp arrows. I see you having an old country house. And this old country house will get transformed to look like the image of a brand new house. You're a decorator at heart, my sister. You can make an ugly room become a mansion. You can turn a dead song into a living worship song. You can, you can sing, my goodness, you can sing chopsticks and the presence of God comes down. You danced when you were in the womb. You were filled with the Spirit before you could talk. You danced before you could walk. But the devil tried to cripple you at your feet. The devil tried to break your spine when you were a child. But the Lord says, I have put breath in your lungs. 
I've put healing in your mouth. And you will start singing the prophetic song of the Lord. And the day will come that you will sing the prophetic song of the Lord. And that song will become an entire message and a sermon all on its own. Father, release the prophetic mantle in her life in Jesus' name. Release it right now, Lord God. I speak breakthrough. I speak fire. I speak your presence over her. Absolute gentle spirit of the Most High God. I have a question for you that I don't want you to answer, but I want you to think about. How much do you want? How much do you want is the question. Don't answer the question with what is my capacity to, with, to hold what I want. Answer your question like this. I'm giving you the question and I'm giving you the answer. How much do you want? Okay, well, how much can I contain? No, wrong answer. How much do you want? Lord God, how much do you want me to have is the answer. And the Lord says, I'm going to release to you so much, more than what you can contain. You are a contract man. And I see a contract with your hand, signing and pen. And I see a contract with your mouth, signing with the words you speak. You will own, listen to what I'm going to say to you, you will own financial institutions you will own lending houses. You will own debt collection houses. You will own banks. You will own resource centers. You will own reservoirs. You will own many dams, literal dams. And people will pay you to look at the beauty of what God has created. The Lord says, I'm going to release upon you stewardship for wealth. And you will say, Lord God, I will, I will gladly accept that if my heart can be pure. I was reading about Solomon, how God instructed Solomon one thing, one thing, do not marry other women, one thing. And the word of God very clearly says, and the wives took the heart of Solomon away from God. And my brother, I instruct you on the one thing. Keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. And the Lord says you will rise up to be an entrepreneur, to be a groundbreaker, to be an, to be a, an opening for many, many people to walk free from the spirit of mammon. In Jesus' name, amen. How's it? Can I come to you last? How's it? You too. What's your names? Olivia and Evan. Father, I bring Olivia and Evan before you. Evan, I speak against distractions that come in the spirit realm. Distractions that come to get you off center because you truly are a focused man. There's nothing more important than having, having your diary set up with purpose and highly intentional. All your A's, all your B's, all your C's down to the times of... If, you, if, if I had to look at you and say, 
And, and I was asked the question, what profession does this guy have? You're an analyst, you're analytical, you're an accountant, you're like, yeah, you, you, that's what you do. It's like you hold, you hold other people's books in your hand and you go back to them and you say, you've missed this, you've missed that. The Lord's done that in your life. He's held you accountable. And because, he's, because you've been accountable before God, you now are being accountable before men. And you are now holding others accountable to the law. But the Lord says, promotion is coming to you, and I'm going to raise you up like Daniel. I'm going to release a prophetic mantle upon you. So you can look at the numbers, and they will read, uh, not too hot, but you will project the numbers, and you will give a foretelling of what will happen in the marketplace. And I see that you will change the marketplace and the industry place through the power of your tongue. It is a bull market that we live in. But the Lord says, I'm going to change it. And it's going to become a kingdom market. And you will become one of the teachers that will teach people how to live in a kingdom market and not a bull market. Dictated to you by Wall Street or any other. The Lord says, I'm going to release upon you an understanding like the sons of Issachar that will know what is happening in the times we live. And you will read the indexes before they have been projected in the news. And you will tell people what is forthcoming. And, and that type of a word in the marketplace is called an actuarist. They are employed by large companies to project forward. That's a world term for a marketplace prophet. You have been called to be a Daniel in the kingdom of God. And your territory will extend into the marketplace. And, and you're going to get the nickname Daniel. Because you are a, you're a kingdom of God actuarist. Amen. So Father, I thank you for my sister. I thank you for your anointing upon her life. So different. So different. She looks at a blank piece of paper and she creates. And I see prophetic art. I see worship. I see, I see a release of turning something that's ugly into something that's beautiful. I thank you, Lord God, for a release of your anointing. Put your hand on her tummy, Karen. I speak release over this womb in Jesus' name. I speak release over this womb in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord God. I call forth that little girl. Have you got a daughter? Have you got a child? Where's your daughter? Three daughters. Three daughters. Okay, I call you, I'm calling forth the daughter in your womb. I don't see a son. There's no sons in your family. They all do Have you got one son? What's his name? Ezekiel. Ezekiel. So, Father, I thank you for Ezekiel. I thank you, Lord God, that you will raise that man up to be sensitive. He will not be brash. He will not be harsh. He will be gentle. And people will look at him and say, Come on, where's the man in you? Get that call. And he stands up and he says, you don't understand. I am the weeping prophet. I am the one with the sensitive spirit. And the Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in this family. In Jesus' name, amen. Are we okay? How's it? What's your name? Nick. Nick, I thank you for Nick. I thank you, Lord God, for your hand. Put your hands up, bud. I thank you, Lord God, for your hands upon Nick. I thank you, Lord God, for your hands in his life. Were you on the platform this afternoon, this, today? My oh, Lord Jesus, help me. 
Father, I thank you that Nick will never, ever experience a broken string in his life again. His engine will never run out of fuel. I thank you that you will give him diversity and creativity and release to him, Lord God, a mind which can explore the, the most distant places of your worship. Father, I thank you that you release upon him a passion for your presence in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God, that you have got him, that you have got him and that he is faithful to your kingdom. You are truly a son in this house. Did you hear what I said? You are a son in this house. But a day will come when the son is no longer a son but becomes a father. And you are not the father of this house. You'll be a father of another house. So the day will come that the father of this house will send you to another house. And you will have to go and build that house. You're not going to take over someone else's house. You're going to have to build a house. And the Lord says, I will establish my work through your life. And there will be a great release of my anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. The picture I see is in the parking lot of the church that you will pastor. There will be many food trucks for many different nationalities. Because you're a man for the nations. Amen. How's it? God is good. Father, I thank you for a release of your presence. A release of your presence right now. Put your hands together for me. Father, I thank you for a release of your presence. I know you're busy today. Listen to what I'm going to say. You, you're busy today. But I'm speaking of tomorrow. Now, it's not literally 24 hours. But you're busy today, but tomorrow you will not be busy. What you're doing today will come to an end because of a choice that you're making. And when it comes to an end, it'll be, my, it'll be the most stupid decision you ever make. That's what people tell you. Because your payout will be like shares in business. Nobody wants you to go anywhere because they need you. But the Lord says, I'm doing a new thing. I'm taking you to a place of my rest. I'm taking you to a place of my peace, my shalom. And I see you, I see you've got one task, one task, and that's come and be a minstrel before the Lord. Nothing else, nothing else. And just come and sit in his presence. And my brother, as I speak this over you, I'm holding your hands together. There's a release of the prophetic mantle upon both of you, which is exceptional. You're going to sit and soak in the presence of God, and you're going to run wild. You're going to be like a chicken with no feathers. You've just run so fast. All your feathers have just fallen off. It's like, where's she going? What was that? What's that little speedy chicken that runs all over the place? Roadrunner. You like the roadrunner. That's, that's, it wasn't a chicken, was it? You're the roadrunner. That's exactly what it is. You like, you like this energy battery that's never lost its power. And you, you're too busy. And the Lord says, that's my girl. That's my girl. There's another task I'm going to put, give to her. And I, and I see God's going to open up doors for you in the south. God's going to open up doors for you east, west, and in the north. And you're going to be running to and fro. And I see you laying eggs wherever you go. 
truly, you're, you're like, wow. She's like one hot chick. She, she just knows how to lay eggs. Seriously. And, and I see, I see the, every egg, not one egg will be unfertile. Every egg will hatch. And many of these eggs will have double yolks. Many of them. And the double yolk speaks of the double anointing. And I see you doing prophetic worship schools across the country. And you're going to be like the coordinator, the manager, the do-it-all. And he's just going to be sitting there in the background playing his flute or his <laughs> guitar or whatever it is. And, but, it, but it's so hand-in-hand. Hand. And the Lord says, I am your resource center. I'm going to release this for you to do. Amen. Bless the Lord. You guys are still here. Wow. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask, please, please don't be offended by my question and don't be intimidated and embarrassed by it. Because it's not your, give me a, it's not your reality, it's just your present state, condition. If there's anybody unemployed, not working, Today, okay? Today, like, not working today, to, of course, because you're all in the meeting. But what I'm saying, you're not employed, you're not earning a salary. Please don't be intimidated by it, because it's not who you are. It's just your present situation. If you're not employed at the present moment, please stand up. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. Now, if you don't want to be employed then you can sit down. <laughs> but if you, want, if you want to be employed, stay standing. No, this is easy. Okay, there's, I thought, this is seriously easy. Can you, can you guys come up to the front? Now you say, oh, come on, man, that's a trick. I promise you, right, I sense in my spirit right now that this is like, hey, God, this is like the employment agency. And God's going to be handing out jobs. So, straight up, you know that I don't know you. But I was sitting that side, and I saw you come in, and I saw you sit over there. And I had this in my spirit that I needed to speak to you. And I didn't know how I was going to do that. You've got one of the most open wallets in the community. Your name is not Scrooge. You called yourself Scrooge at one time. And you were very tight-fisted because you said it over yourself. You know what? There were promises that were made for you that were never fulfilled. And your heart got hard and hurt. So you responded accordingly. But that's not who you are. And the Lord says he knows who you are. You are one of the most generous men in the, society, in the community. You live with an open hand. And I speak this over you, that the Lord is going to release resources to your hands. And they will go through your hand, from one hand to the next hand and out. And, I, and, and it's like, it's not like this and like that. It's like this. You take it in this hand, you put it from your right hand, you put it into your left hand, and you double check it, and you give it out. And God is going to use you to be a blessing to the community. And I speak this over you. Your days are numbered. I, this is a message all on its own. 
And you're like, oh, my days are numbered. How many more days have I got left? You got the wrong message. The Hebrew word for your days are numbered means the word numbered in Hebrew is mana. Mana is to take like a chart and number your days. What are you going to do today? What are you doing tomorrow? You know, God numbered the stars, not one, two, three, four. He positioned them. That's what it means. Get a diary out and set your diary in order because God is going to come and bless the works of your hands. God has not made a mistake in choosing you to be a blessing to the community. And you'll say, God, I don't have much. How many shoes in your cupboard, in your closet? Several. How many feet on you? Two. Two. You don't need several shoes. Start with that. You say, God, but I don't have the dollar. Listen, God doesn't want the dollar. God wants the heart of obedience. And as you sow that seed, as you stand up, I'm telling you now, the resource will come to you in more than once that your full-time profession is going to be the accumulation of assets and the distribution of wealth. God's hand is on your life. I speak healing to you as a man. I bless you, sir. I bless you as my older brother. I bless you with wisdom on how to receive and how to distribute the wealth that the Father is going to give you. Amen. And always remember the fact you're not a caterpillar. You don't need several pairs of shoes. I love you. <laughs> bless you. Bless you, my sir. You're welcome to sit, sir. Gracias. If that's good. I don't know what gracias means. Thank you. Oh, amen. Do you want to stay with me or do you want to sit? Or you going to stay? Cool. Stay with me. Let's come here, babes. I take, I'm, I'm going to pray with you first. I want to, now I want to speak to you. Young man, I'm calling you young man. Yeah, I have issues. I have them. Yeah, those are not issues. They're not good. You know why they're not good? Because they mess you up. Yes, yes, sir. Now, to say sorry is not good enough. Because when you're sorry, it means like, oh, I'm sorry, but then tomorrow you do it again. Okay? You need to repent. Repent means you turn away from it and you never go back. You can't do that in the natural. You can't do that. It's only by God's grace you can do that. So, Father, I thank you right now. He, this man does not have issues. This man has Jesus. And by the grace of God and with the power of God, he walks free from his history. I thank you, Lord, that you make this man, a man who has his shoulders back and his head up, and he walks tall in the community. You are not a disgrace. You are not an embarrassment. You are not a scourge to society. You are accepted. You are blessed. You are received. And Jesus loves you. He does not hate you. Jesus is with you. He's not against you. So Father, fill him right now. I thank you, Lord, that this today is turnaround time in his life. And Lord God, you will bless the works of his hands and help him to create opportunities so that others can be employed. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Amen. Bless you, brother. To you. Come here, young lady. How's it? I met her the other night. I just said hi. And this is baby Justin. I was going to say Dustin. My, my grandson's Jackson. Your scars will disappear. I speak this over you. Never listen to me carefully. It's like I'm speaking to my daughter. I'm speaking to you. Never again will this come back on your body. Okay? You've got a pretty face, but I want to tell you something. You've got an absolutely beautiful heart. Now, can I speak straight to you? I'm not speaking to you guys, okay? I'm speaking straight to you. The abuse that has come against you is past. It'll never happen again. Right now, the heart of a worshiper rises up. And I want to say this to you, that Pastor Julianne is blessed to have you. She is blessed to have you because you are a woman of honor. You are a woman of respect. You're a woman of dreams. You've got great vision and you work hard. And I speak to you and I say, well done. Well done. Dustin one day will have a little brother. You will have a husband that will honor you. You will have a husband that will love you. You will have a husband that will never hurt you again. And I speak healing to you right now. And I say, I, I, know, I, know, what, I know bad things happened in the past. Bad things. But I say this to you, your future is blessed. Your future is blessed. You will, e you will even go to Bible school. And you'll say, yeah, but I don't know if I can get all that stuff in my head. Oh, my goodness. It's not your head. It's your heart. And God's going to give you so much. Amen. So, Father, I thank you that you bless her. Bless her, Lord God, right now as a young mother looking after baby. And we know it's almost impossible. It's so difficult. How can a young, young mother go and find work? Lord, will you provide? Will you provide blessing? Touch Dustin, Lord God. Raise him up to be a man who's a worshiper for you. Bless him, Lord God. Fill him with your Holy Spirit. And just bring peace to your daughter right now. Just bring peace to her heart. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Guys, sorry, this is the way we do it, and it does take a bit of time, but we will, we will go through. What's your name, ma'am? Ruby. Ruby. R-U-B-Y. Ruby. Ruby. Father, I thank you for Ruby. Ruby, put your hands out. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you touch these hands, that you bless these hands, that you bring provision into these hands. I thank you, Lord God, that Ruby will, that Ruby will meet the needs of others, and you will meet her needs. I thank you, Lord God, that you will fill her up and bless her. There was a woman in the Bible, Ruby. Her name was Dorcas. And this woman, Dorcas, she was the woman who had a cupboard full of food, and she provided food for people. And I see you doing that. It's okay to eat the food yourself. And I see that the food will come to you. But not only will the food come to you, many times there will be a check with the food. Amen. And the Lord says, I'm calling you, Ruby, to live by faith. Some people are employed in the local shop on the street corner, but you are employed by the Lord. 
And the Lord says, I will release to you strategy and how to receive and how to deliver. And you will eat. You will eat the showbread from the table. Remember King David went into the Holy of Holies and he ate the showbread. You will do that. And you will remain full in Jesus' name. What's your name, young man? My name is Pinto. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. This is mine. <laughs> I, can't, I can't give it away. Okay. Pinto. Yeah, I'm Portuguese. Portuguese. My mom is African. My dad is a Harper white white guy. Okay. You know. So Father, I bring, the, I bring this young man before you and I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you touch him. Remove hopelessness and give him hope. I break hopelessness off him right now. I cut it off him. I break off bad habits. I break off curses of the past. I command the curses of yesterday to be taken off him like fish hooks in his back removed in Jesus' name. Those lies in, in his head, which are like tattoos in his mind, remove them, Lord God, in Jesus' name. I set him free. I thank you, Lord God, that you renew him, restore him, release entrepreneurship on him. Father, raise him up and let him have value and self-worth in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for provision and abundance. Amen. Amen. What's your name, young man? Michael Halsett. Michael, how's it? It's nice to meet you. Good to meet you. Step forward, sir. Thank you, Lord God. Father, touch Michael in Jesus' name. Baptize him with your Holy Spirit. Michael, I see a fishing net. And you know those ones which are like circular, and then the guy stands and he throws it out like that in the water, and then, and then he pulls it in. Well, you only catch little fish with those things. You don't really catch big fish. And you've done that in your life. And you've lived from hand to mouth, from small little fish. But God's going to release to you a strategy to catch bigger fish. Your thinking says, yeah, give me a fishing pole. That's not going to be no good because you're only going to catch one fish. Now you need a big net to catch many big fish. You see, yes, you've only got one mouth, but you've got ability, brother, to feed other people. And your heart is to help other people. That's true. And God is going to use you to catch, like, like Team Noah. Jeez, I've only noticed that now. Team Noah. You, you're a team man that sets out a much bigger fishing net to catch for others because your desire is to help others, even at your own expense. God, I don't care if I sleep under the stars. Just let the others sleep in a nice bed. And the Lord's seen your heart. And sometimes... Those decisions haven't always been God's decisions. They've been good decisions. They've been kind decisions. You've helped others, but you've sacrificed yourself. And the Lord says the only time you ever sacrifice yourself is when you put yourself on a holy altar before him. Not on a holy altar for pastor or for me or for this one, but for God. And I see you building an altar and you're coming before the Lord and you're saying, Lord, I'm a living sacrifice. Yes. Guys, quickly, this is a teaching I'm just throwing out. Never ever in Scripture did God command the people to go and build an altar. Mm -hmm. People responded themselves, and on their own thinking or desire, they went and built an altar. Now, let me say this to you. The bigger the altar, 
the bigger the covenant. Go build a silly little altar like that, and you'll get a small covenant. Go and make a huge sacrifice. Lay, your all, lay everything on the table. Extravagant worship. And I say to you that never again will your hands be unemployed. Amen. You are very true, sir. Everything you said is true. I don't know how you knew it, but only God gave it to you. And everything you said is true. Amen. Thank how you. are you? You are like amazing. <laughs> Seriously. I saw you over there sitting and, and looking at yourself earlier during the worship. And it was like, I'm like saying, Lord, speak to me. Show me the people. So just before I speak to you, I just want to say to that gentleman at the back there with a the little white beard, sir, the two of you, can you just stand up for a second? Both of you? Like, like when I was sitting over there, like I'm, I'm looking around and I'm like regularly going, speak to me, God, show me people. And the Lord showed me you, sir. And, and I, believe, I believe this to be the word of the Lord. I see, I see livestock, animals, cattle, goats, sheep, all those other creatures that we could eat if we need to. But I see God is going to increase your territory with diversity. God is not limiting you to one strategy. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. And you've got the ability to do a complicated jigsaw puzzle and hold it together. You're not afraid of a task. And the Lord says, I'm releasing a new task upon the works of your hands for blessing to flow through you as a family to your children. I want to tell you something. Matthew 6.33, seek first his kingdom and you will see the blessing come to you and your household. And the blessing is salvation to your children. Stop stressing about things that God has already settled. Salvation is done in Jesus' name. Amen. I bless you. So I saw you and I was... I saw you fluffing yourself, and, and the Lord says, this is the one I'm choosing to dance before me. And you'll say, God, I can't really do much dancing, you know. And the Lord says, get up and dance. God's going to teach you how to be soft and light-footed and gentle, and healing will come to your broken heart right now, right now. I come against the abuse as a six-year-old. I come against the ab abuse when you were like nine years old. That happened through your times. And I silence that. I close those doors in Jesus' name. Your mind be healed and restored in Jesus' name. I come against the lies of witchcraft. I come against the lies of Eastern philosophy. I come against the works of darkness that break down in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father God, for healing upon this woman. The lineage in this family will not be stopped at this point. Father, I thank you that you bless and come and do a turnaround miracle in this family, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that your daughter has been born for destiny and for royalty. Destiny and royalty. I see, my, I see you sitting with a pen and a, and a book, a journal, and you're writing. You're starting to write your book, your testimony, and you tear it up, and you throw it away, and you say, nobody will believe it. 
and the Lord says, I'm putting a new, a new pen in your hand and a new book. Now write. Do not think what others will think. Just write. And the Lord says, I will release publishers to come alongside you to get your story out. And people will come to know. So, Father, bless the works of these hands. Open up the doors for her to be employed, gainfully employed, generate an income, and do what you've called to do. I thank you, Father, for this right now in Jesus' name. Amen. May I call you young man? Absolutely. How long do you know Jesus? Every since I was 15. Okay, if you, maybe then we're the same age. So, Father, touch my brother, Philem, Philem Lord God. Father, renew his mind in Jesus' name. Break every addiction off him. Set him free. Now, Father, take these hands and bless these hands with work. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for that you restore dignity and self-worth, that you restore, Lord God, reputation where reputation has been burnt and taken off. I thank you, Lord, that you come and recreate and make new in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to come back to you ladies. Okay, just give me a second. Let's speak to this lady here, see? The one in the pretty pink. What's your name? Erica. Father, touch Erica. Erica, this sounds really silly, but you're going to print money. <laughs> no, I'm genuine. You're like, not go to the photostat, the Xerox machine, and like just copy it, print it. That's illegal. Right. But you're going to do it legally. <laughs> and you're going to print money. And people are going to say, how did you do it? What are you doing that makes you... I, I, let me tell you, you're going to print money to such an extent. You're going to walk down the street... You're going to pick up a diamond. You're going to pick up a ring. You're going to find a watch. You're going to pick up a $20, $100. You're going to pick up jewelry. And, and you're just going to print money. You're a magnet. You're a magnet for blessing. You truly are. I speak this over you. Psalm 23. Blessing will follow you all the days of your life. You know what a magnet is? Yes. Yeah, well, you're a magnet. You're a magnet for blessing. And blessing is going to hunt you down. You're going to be asleep and blessing will come to you. You're going to be in the shower and blessing will come to you. You're going to be on the toilet and blessing will come to you. You're just going to be blessed. You're going to be like, God, I don't even know how to do this anymore because blessing is all over me. And the Lord says, I'm going to bless the works of your hands. And I speak this as a word of life. And I nullify the lies of the devil over you. And I bring healing to your body right now. Father, I thank you that you are the healer and that you restore vision, you restore sight. You are the God of breakthrough. I command blindness. I command squintness. I command the works of darkness to be broken off you. I command clear vision, the eyes of a dove. And I speak healing to your body. I thank you, Lord, that you are the God that does new things. New things, Lord. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I speak this over you. Your eyes are going to be perfectly straight. I know uh, hundreds of people have said that to you. Many have told you this. But the word of the Lord is to you that you will see. And, it's, and you're going to sing in the rain. You're going to sing clearly. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. 
And the Lord says, I'm going to release upon you vision and hope that you will give to other people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Help me again. It's Pam. Beth. Father, I thank you for Beth. I thank you, Lord God, for your hand upon her life. I thank you, Lord God, that you do new things, that you bless her coming and bless her going. I nullify unemployment, see. I speak against it. It's like a sticky note, and it's got itself stuck on you. And I see the sticky note on your back, donkey. And I take that off in Jesus' name. Unemployed, I take it off in Jesus' name. Can't get employed, I take it off in Jesus' name. The Lord says, I have already employed you. Don't allow the curse of the enemy to come upon you. I have already employed you. You will be employed doing secular work, but different to others. You will start your own business, and your kitchen will be very, very busy. Very busy. And there will be wealth that will be generated. It will come in coins. And you're going to have so many coins. You're going to have dollar coins, 50 cent coins, 25 cent coins, quarters, whatever they're called. It's going to be just bottles and bottles and bottles. And people say, oh, she's just got a bunch of coins, but they never weighed them. There's too many to count. They'll have to be weighed. And there will be thousands upon thousands of dollars that you have generated through the works of your hands. And people will say, she's unemployed. <laughs> they just haven't seen the wealth that these hands have generated. And my sister, you will feed the feeding schemes. You will be a resource center for the resources out there. You will be the river that will provide fish for the nation. The Lord says, I will use you to be a blessing to those who bless others. God's hand is on your life. And I speak this over you now, that lack will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Speak this over you and your husband, okay? And your kids. Wait, where's your, what's your daughter's name? Charlotte. Charlotte, come here quickly. Let me go to these ladies first. And your, oh, God, have mercy. Big shoes. And your son, come here. Come here, young man. Come stand next to you. And your dad, bring him here. Where's your husband? No, wait, listen to me. Where's your husband? Bring him to the front and let him stand next to you. Do this now by faith. Do it by faith. <laughs> I don't want that again. Burnt once, twice shy. The Lord says, I will make all things new for you. You are not used. You are not second hand. You are not done. I see crisp new sheets on your bed. Crisp. Meaning crisp like, they're like, not just been in the wash, they're new. They're like, and they don't come from the secondhand store. They're new. And the Lord says, I'm going to make all things new for you. I'm telling you, employment will hunt you down. Work will hunt you down. Don't go looking for work. Did you get me? Don't go look for work, my sister. Work will come to you. 
because you are highly desirable. The most desired of desires has come upon you. The Lord himself has rested upon you with the weight of his glory. And you will be looked at as the most desirable thing that people need to come and work in their company. Because when you go and work in their company, they get blessed. And you'll be saying, no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you. I don't want this. I don't want that. And you'll be choosing very carefully, very carefully. And men will come and say, we will give you this. We will do, and you'll say, no, thank you. I don't want that. I don't want that. And then the Lord will show you what you want. And you'll say, yes. So stop putting yourself on the shelf as a used half use. Okay? I take that off your shoulders right now in Jesus' name. I take it off your shoulders. I break it off you. It's not who you are. I don't care what history says. I know what destiny says. Destiny overrides history when we look away from history and we look towards destiny. So that's why the word of the Lord says, lift up your eyes to the hills from where your help comes from. Your help comes from the Lord. Are you okay with what I'm saying? Is it accurate somehow? Is it ringing true? Your family will come to you and apologize. I don't know your family. You know I don't know you. I don't even know what your name is. But I see your blood family are going to come to you and apologize for making judgments on you that were wrong. Forgive me. I never, I, I'm, so, so, like, I'm just speaking like as a father now. I had a preconceived idea that this is who you were. This is what you will always be. I'm so sorry, my darling daughter. Forgive me. And I see you will have to go to the family and forgive them for holding judgments against you. There's been so much judgment in this family. Accusations from one to another, even things that are not spoken, but just undercurrents of daggers and knives. And the Lord says, you're going to break that. You're going to be a blessing to your family. You're going to break the curse of being single in your home. You're going to break the curse of miscarriage and abortion in your family. You're going to break the curse of men sleeping alone and women sleeping alone and bitterness and hatred being there. And the Lord says, through you, I'm going to start a lineage of unity in a home where families are restored. And you came up here for work. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. So right now, I thank you that you bless the works of these hands. Bless them. Bless these hands. Father, I thank you for the tiara on her head. Even like this dress you're wearing, this long dress, you will wear a dancing dress. And you will teach people how to dance again. I thank you, Lord God that you will restore a joy for work and a joy for love. Not the work that the enemy throws at us, not the love that the enemy throws at us, but the love that you give into a family in Jesus' name. And you will be working. I, please don't get me wrong, okay, guys? But you will be a woman of the night, not like that bad woman of the night, but a woman of God that will stand in the night and seek the face of God. And your work is in the house of the Lord. 
and there's a new thing that God is putting upon you, a crown, a princess crown of royalty in the house. Because truly, you are Vashti. Queen Vashti was your old woman. Esther is the new woman. You are the Esther. The Lord's restoring you in dignity and self-worth. Amen. I'll come to your family in a minute, Hamiltons. What's your name? Shelley. Shelley. Father, I thank you for Shelley. Okay, Shelley, you're going to go back to school. I don't know what you do. I don't know who you are. I don't know who's your family and what's happening in your life. But I see you going back to school for a different reason because you're going to be in the admissions and you're going to be saying to people, you're not welcome, you can come. You're not welcome, you can come. You need to go there. You need to do this because you're quite an authoritarian. It's like... It's like you're the librarian that hands out books in a library. It's like you, people walk up to you and you know exactly what book they want before they ask for it. And you give it to them. There's a prophetic anointing on your life. Now go and write out what God's called you to do in your heart and follow that. And you will be standing in the position directing people where to go in life. And Father will take care of you. Stop being intimidated by the situation and the systems around you. There is a season for waiting and standing still, but your season is coming to an end. Amen. I bless you. Okay, come Lord Jesus, release your presence. What was your name? Did you get it? Xander. Xander. Xander or Zandu? Xander. Xander. Your accent is so different. Help me, Lord Jesus. Maybe it's my accent. Father God, I just pray that you touch this young man. Take your hands out your pockets. Thank you. Put your hands out like that. You know why I'm telling him to take his hands out of his pockets? Because old school says so. New school is you stand there with your hands in your pockets with gum in your mouth. So Father, touch this young man in Jesus' name. Touch him, Lord God, and fill him with your power. Release your anointing with fire. Father, give him a heart of a worshiper. Release your presence upon him in Jesus' mighty name. Father, touch Charlotte. Father, give her a sensitive, sensitive spirit. Father, I thank you that she will sit quietly in her room, not stressed about where to go and what to do and what to write, but you will give her a download of heaven. And she will walk with peace in her heart, in Jesus' name. Father, I bless my brother right now. I pray for your holy fire to come upon him. I thank you, Father, for their testimony, for your story that you've done in their life. Father, I thank you for a man of authority that you will raise up and that you will increase. And Father, he will always take the bullet for another. But you will never be struck by a bullet. And I speak this over you in Jesus' name, that you will be a man that will set the oppressed free. The oppressed will come and give their life. And you do already run a church. It's just not so visible. Get up and do what God's called you to do and feed those sheep. Father, I thank you for your daughter, a true prophet of the Most High God. Release, release, Lord God, I know that she's came up here for a purpose of, of being unemployed 
And I thank you, Father, that the church is the greatest employment agency out. I thank you, Father, that when we seek you first, all these things come after us and that we get employed and we do your work and you bless the hands. You bless the hands, Lord God. So I speak multiplication right now. Touch Christina, fill her with your presence, release your anointing upon her and bless the works of her hands. Multiply, Lord God, with, with entrepreneurship skills in Jesus' name, amen. Guys, I'm nearly done. I just want to speak to one or two more people. I know some need to go. Speak to the man in the blue shirt, sir, you. If you can just stand up, that's fine. You just chill where you are. Things are about to change. Nothing wrong with your appearance. Absolutely don't change your clothing. That's not what I'm talking about. But your appearance externally, the way you see yourself when you look in the mirror. There's going to be a breakthrough in your self-image. And I see you standing in front of the mirror, and I see you seeing the warrior that God's called you to be. Because truly, you are a warrior after the heart of God. And how do you worry? How do you bring this change on your knees? I see that you will sit on the corner of the street. You will go and walk the road up and down, doing the work of a warrior. In other words, I see you like a, a road sweeper, you know, like there with a broom and just going and cleaning the sidewalks, and, but you're doing it spiritually. And I see the town come clean. God needs to raise up more men who have a heart for cleaning the city. And from that, you will feed at the king's table and you will never have lack. Amen. Amen. You know, it talks about the priests, that the priests do not generate a salary from outside. I know that's Old Testament, okay? But I'm speaking this over your life, that you will never have lack for anything because the king himself will feed you with taxes from heaven. Okay? All the other tribes had to pay tax, and the Levit Levitical tribe ate off their taxes. Go and enjoy the food from the other tribes. Young man, young, young traveler, and did I speak to you? No. So would you stand up, and then I'm going to speak to the lady over here. Father, I bring this man before you, and I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you come and touch him, fill him with your presence. Shake off heaviness. Shake off heaviness. Release your presence, Lord God. Even this, even this church has like these two pillars. There's always a pillar in a house a cornerstone in a house, uh, something that holds up this roof, and you are, a, you are one of them. And people might look at you and say, you're just young. It's got nothing to do with age. It's got to do with calling. Samuel was called when he was young, and truly, you are a Samuel in this house. And the Lord says he speaks to you. He speaks to you clearly, and you will stand up and speak the word of the Lord. And not one word that comes out your mouth will fall to the ground. So, Father, I ask you for the release of that prophetic mantle in Jesus' name. Release, Lord God, your word. Speak to the lady in the green with the guy with the blue and white striped shirt. The two of you stand up, please. Why are you sitting there? You should not be sitting there. Either, you, either you're going to have to sit at the back or go out the door or come to the front because that's not your position there. You, you, sir, you are so sharp. Forgive me, I'm not this is not manipulation, I'm not having fun. But thank you for immediately acting on obedience there. 
because you are so gentle to the Lord. There are some men which are so brash and they're so calloused and their heart is so hard. But I see you've got this gentle spirit where you're saying, Lord God, send me, I will go. I will drop everything I've got and I will go. I'll give off my shoes. I will, I will do what you want me to do. I'm ready to be used. And the Lord says, I'm still busy with training. Oh, come on, Lord Jesus. How long is, I, I, I'm 60 and I'm still being trained. Okay? Just hold on. Let me speak to your wife. It's your wife, eh? Not your girlfriend. Who was that guy in the Bible where, that, where, those, where those enemy came and said, who is this woman? You know that story? And he said, it's my sister. No, 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 she's your wife. Listen to me, mighty woman of the most high God. Those, those guys that play football that get all padded and look all big, they're actually small when they stand in front of you because they, you have not kicked them yet. Let me tell you, every dog is scared of you because you know how to kick. He even moves out the way when you want to kick <laughs> because you know how to kick. And the Lord says, direct your kick. You will never miss a goal. Direct your kick. Psalm 97 verse 10. Love the Lord your God and hate evil. And the Lord says, you will be the people that will rise up and speak against injustice, speak against the things that are wrong in the community, and you will be the ones being out there boycotting, stopping, silencing the woke movement and all that other movement and all those ABC, LGBTQs, DBFs, or whatever those weird people are. They don't know who they are. You will be there creating a boundary, stopping them, and bringing them to Jesus. Um, I'm, not, I'm not preempting anything, but I'm speaking by faith in the prophetic. You're already in full-time ministry. Just do what God's called you to do. And the Lord says, I will provide. I will release provision upon you to be activists in the kingdom of God. You are truly an activist. And not only an activist, but you're an activator. You get up, you've got a spirit of evangelism upon you, you're an evangelist. Not like one who just goes around preaching, but you raise others up to do the work. Go do what God's called you to do. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, can I redirect my attention this way for a few minutes? Come, Lord Jesus. The lady in the blue at the back. If you can just stand up where you are. Father, I thank you that this day be a day of accountability, that this day be a day of reckoning, that this day, Lord God, be a day where we draw the line in the sand and we say enough is enough. The lies of the enemy stop this day. I silence the accuser that has come against your family. I silence the works of darkness and I break his pencil in half. He will no longer write accusations against you. I set you free in Jesus' name. Your territory belongs to God. My sister, I really believe this is, this is a, a, a thing that you need to go and do. Go and anoint your house with oil. Go play worship music. 
violate what the others want, go do. Raise the banner. And as you raise the banner, you will see that the voices of the enemy will be silenced, peace will come to your territory, and the Lord will restore your family. Amen. Bless you. The, the lady in the black top, you're sitting next to a lady with the grayish hair you're on the end. Yes, you, ma'am, if you can stand up. I see a, I see a pot, and it's like a crock pot, and, you, and you're doing some food. And you know, you're anticipating many to come and eat, but not many come to the table. I see that many will come to your table. Many are going to come, and your food will not run out. Don't be limited. Don't be inhibited. Don't say, I'm going to prepare for five or seven. Fill your crock pot up and prepare the meal. And people are going to come and sit at your table, and you are going to stand up with the Word of God, and then you are going to feed the people. And teaching is all over you. Father, I pray right now for a release of your Holy Spirit that this pot will never run empty in Jesus' name. Amen. I speak to the lady sitting next to you and the lady sitting next to her, to, to both of you. To the lady at the end first, dreams, dreams that are not written down are imaginations that never come into reality. But when you write out your dream, write it down. Declare your dream and say, Lord God, I give this to you. And, and you've done it. I see you've done it. And the journals are closed. Go back to those journals. Open them up and remind God of his promise. God has not forgotten. But the word of the Lord says, come, come contend with me. Fight with me over these things until I establish peace in Jerusalem. And the Lord says, to your Jerusalem, I am establishing peace. I silence the voice of Hezbollah. I silence the voice of ISIS. I silence the voice of the enemy, of division, of poverty, of sickness, of lack. I silence that and I restore hope to this land. I restore joy to this land. I restore replenishment, refreshing rain to this, to this land, your land in Jesus' name. Amen. To the lady standing next to you. Grace upon grace, hope against hope. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. The Lord says, I will restore the soles of your shoes. I will restore them and I will, I will what's it? put new soles on your shoes. Like for the Israelites, when they went through the desert, their shoes never ever wore out. The Lord says, I am, I am the one who restores the weary heart. So, Father, I thank you right now for refreshing healing to come upon my sister in Jesus' name. Touch every fiber in her body. Touch every muscle in her body. Lord God, heal. Can you just put your hand on her back, her lower back? Yeah, the people next to you, the two ladies next to you, just put your hand on her. Yeah, absolutely. I'll speak healing over your body right now. Right now, I'll speak healing over your body. That pain will not rest on you anymore. I break it off you, I command it to go, and I set you free in Jesus' name. Amen. To one more person, Pastor. There's somebody here that gets extreme migraine headaches, like you want to chop your head off so bad. Who gets, who gets the migraine headache? Nobody. 
Nobody. Then definitely my workers. Yeah. Yes, just. Hey, what? <laughs> it's not about claiming it. It's about saying, hey, these are the attacks that are coming against me. Okay, there were, there were times in my marriage that the enemy attacked my marriage. I don't claim it in the least. It was an attack. So if you just stand up, please. Are those your boys next year? No. No, do you know that man? No. What's your name, young man? Who? Jackson. Jackson. Jackson, go that side of this gentleman, please. And what's your name in the redhead? Jay. You go one on each side of him. Jackson, I'm, messi I'm not messing with you. I'm being dead serious. I saw you, I saw you pay to total attention during worship. Am I Hands out your pockets, young man. <laughs> I saw you pay total attention during worship. Am I right? Am I right, Jay? No. Let me tell you something. We can mess up today and not give our full attention to the Lord. But it, you know what? He still loves us and he still wants to use us. And Jackson, you've got the hand of God on your life. You know, so, but hold on. I never raised my hand and I never sang hallelujah. It's got nothing to do with that. It's he loved you before you even thought of doing that because he knows what's in store for you, Jackson. The hand of God is on your life and you are a leader and you are going to lead many, many people to Christ. Jay, you're a worship leader. You've got worship all over you, boy. I don't know what you do, but you, you dance on your head, you dance on your feet, there's dance in your heart, there's dance in your mouth, and you've got worship all over you. And I know this for both of you, that the power of God works in you and through you. So will you do me a favor, just put your hand on, there, on that man's shoulders, and I'm going to pray. And I'm going to ask God for the power of God to come through you and bring healing to him. Okay, you with me on that? Sure. And you? You with me on that? Because if you're not, then you must sit down. You with me? Cool. Father God, I thank you that these migraine headaches will never return. I silence them. I stop them. I break them off. And I command them to go. Father, for full, full healing in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, that no man can claim the healing, that it will come from your throne. You, Lord God, are the giver of good gifts, and you have given the gifts of healing, and they're from you. We don't claim them. We don't name them. We don't attach our name to it. We give it to you. We give you all the glory. And Father, I thank you that you are the healer, and healing flows from your throne to my brother right now. And I come against the liars that something has gone wrong in his head. Never again will these, will these headaches come back. We silence it, we stop it, we nullify it in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, I'm going to ask you to do one thing, and I'm going to hand over to pastor. Take your finger, stick your finger on your ear. Impartation is what I can give you. And I pray right now, according to your faith, According to your faith, you receive impartation to hear the voice of God. So, Lord, I pray for impartation to come. Touch my brother. Touch my sister. Fill them, Lord God. Let them hear your voice personally in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Stay with me, brother. Everyone can stand, please. Just one quick announcement before we leave tonight. 
at 6.30. It's called A Night of Hope, a concert against heroin. I'll be one of the guest speakers there, along with some others. Uh, our worship, anyway, will be there tonight as well. And that's at Grace Fellowship Church at 6.30. They're located on the corner of Elm and Nixon, 1606 West Elm. So it's Night of Hope, all right? There's a flyer on the board over there. There's some flyers also on the back table. Brooke, can you come here, please? Sister, can you come here, please? Yes, please. We just hold hands here. Thank you, Jesus. At the very beginning of the service, I read a verse to you about the gifts that God gives to the church, the prophets and the apostles, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. What he just did, I can't do because that's not my calling. That's not my office. So that's why the fivefold ministry is so important in the kingdom of God. And we all play a supporting role, right? Because what the fivefold ministry does is it equips and empowers you, the church, for the work of ministry. And even though maybe your name wasn't called, even though maybe you didn't receive a personal prophecy today, the word of God is full of prophecy for you. All you have to do is read it and believe it and accept it and walk in it. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, I thank you for Julianne uh, making this moment possible. We pray blessings over her ministry and her, uh, all of her ministries, God. And Father, I thank you for the prophet and his wife that you have sent to us. I thank you for the beginning of a fantastic relationship, a family, a, a, a fatherly and a motherly prophetic voice over this house, God. I thank you that you're calling us forward into the fivefold ministry, God. I thank you for uh, even you calling me apostle, God, and helping me to reject the fear of that title, God. Forgive me. Uh, I repent, Jesus. I'll be whatever you call me to be. submit. I submit to the work that you call me to, God. So, Father, I ask in Jesus' name that the fivefold ministry be fully represented, not just in this church, but in Julianne's and the bride, the church of Lima, God. May the church of Lima have the fivefold ministry flowing greatly throughout Throughout this city, God, throughout this county, throughout this region, throughout this territory, throughout this nation, throughout the world, God, do a great work in these people, God. Train these people to be your end-time harvesters, God. End-time light, end-time salt, in the name of Jesus, fully equip these people, God to be carriers of your glory. May we all pick up our crosses and deny ourselves so that we may follow you, Jesus. Sometimes we're far too carnal. Sometimes we love this world far too much, God. We give you the least of our time. We give you the least of our wealth. Turn this thing around, God. Turn this thing around.
We desire to have the identity of Jesus Christ that the prophet just spoke about, God. We are not who we see in the mirror, and we are not who others see us to be. We are simply who you have called us to be, sons and daughters of the Most High God, kings and priests, carriers of your glory. My prayer for this church is that we would be far more spiritual, God. Far more spiritual. Not going through religious emotions of just gathering in this building once a week, but far more spiritual, full of your Holy Spirit, and full of your power, God. I ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you would give us a divine hunger where we would not be satisfied with the things of this world anymore. Social media takes our time. Entertainment. I come against now in the name of Jesus Christ, the thief called entertainment. Entertainment takes so much of our time. Scrolling through our phones, holding remote controls, gossiping, all of these, this entertainment thief, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to take your hands off God's people. Addictions to Facebook and Instagram and social media, we call you down. We tear those idols down in the name of Jesus Christ. May we have a hunger like never before for the word of God. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. We are not broken people. We are whole and complete in Christ. You will not find your identity in the world. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus Christ for a great dissatisfaction with the world from this day forward. May we see the world for the poisonous, disastrous, sinful, hell-filled place that it is. And may we put our eyes on the kingdom of God and run towards the kingdom, God. But we must be spiritual to do this. So he has told us to pray for our ears, but now I say, God, open our eyes that we may see and open our hearts that we may believe and receive. I pray your blessing over every word the prophet spoke today, God. We lift it to you. I thank you for confirmations. I thank you for testimonies. I pray that their, their travel is safe as they move forward. And Father, if it is your will that they be back in March, we accept them with arms wide open. They have found a home here. A well has been established on this corner and the next corners that you give us, God. Expand our territory. Bless these families in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for coming. This Thursday will be in the square through the rest of this month possibly more. If you've never been there, please come and uh, see God move through his people. We love you. Uh, those who could not give today, there will be a link coming through your emails and your phones and the app so that you can give to the prophet.